outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast, Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And thank you, Mark Larson. Good evening, Southern California. I am your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and this is Ron Real Radio. We want to wish you a great evening. I hope this has been a fantastic week of fishing for you. If you live in the Southern California area, it should be. Hey, we've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. Our first guest coming on up is going to be Michael Malone. He is the Director of Events and Tourism Partnerships for BASS. You want to hear, he's going to talk to us about what's happening with the current Bassmaster Classic. And then later on at 6 o'clock, we're going to take a blast of the past. We have Ray Scott with us. He is the founder of BASS, and we'll talk to him about what he's up to and what some of the new adventures are that he's involved in at this minute. But before we get it all going, let me first Hello? introduce to you... Let me introduce to you the co-host of Raw and Real Radio. He is the voice of 1-800-BASS-BOAT and a pretty good fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? I guess he's lost in the box. I guess he's lost. Wow. Well, while we're waiting for Stan to come on up, I have with me live here in San Diego the fish goddess herself. She is the general manager of Iserline, uh, uh, the sales manager for Iserline. She's also one heck of an outdoorsman herself. Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just got off of an event out here in San Diego, and we had a huge clam bake and had clam chowder and clam dip and clam ceviche, and it was a great time. And, and not only that, it's a great time to be clamming. You know, it is a great time to be clamming. I, I mean, who would think in February you wouldn't need a wetsuit to go clamming? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, let's see if our first guest is with us, as you've already... Okay, um, uh, we're having a, a, some phone difficulty right now. Wendy, uh, until we uh, get confirmation that our guests are back with us, you're clamming off to Southern California. So where are you guys clamming here? So we're out in IB, okay. Imperial Beach, and there's a lot of Pismo clams out there, and so you just got to find a spot that you like and you think is going to be good and and, I mean, it, it was so nice because we had a whole bunch of people out there for this clam bake. And uh, we were able to probably get at least 10 limits. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if we can talk Hello? about that for a little Hello? bit. Hey, Hello. let's go to our first guest. Hello. 
Our first guest with us is... Who am I talking to? Hey. Uh, this is Michael Malone, Bassmaster. <laughs> Michael Malone, Stan Vandenberg. I don't think we're on yet. Hey, well, hey, Stan, you are on. Uh, I can hear you. So let's be the other co-host, but uh, we're having... Stan, we're on. All right. Hey, let's uh, go right to our first guest. Uh, he is the director of uh, events and the tourism partnerships for BASS. Mr. Michael Malone. Mike, how are you doing tonight, sir? You're on Rod Real Radio. We can be pa- we'll be patient and whatever happens. Yes, I can. Who's live? Is it? Are we live? Okay. All right. Hey, uh, uh, Michael Malone, are you there? At all? No, I can't hear him. No, I didn't. So uh, until until we can get them on the air. Um, yeah. Yeah, Stan and Michael, do we have you connected yet? No, we don't. So, hey, Wendy, will go on. Jr. as soon as you can get that glitch fixed up, let us know. Because I know Stan and our guest are having a great conversation back and forth, but they're the only ones I think that can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, you know, a lot of people don't think about climbing uh, uh, off the our Southern California beaches. We think about Pismo, and we think about other areas, but not... Southern California, and particularly not the Silver Strand, but Pismo species of clams are very prevalent down there. They are. You know, and all along the Southern California coast, uh, all the way up to Santa Barbara, there actually are a lot of Pismos that are legal. A lot of people don't clam nowadays. A long time ago they did, but it's kind of a lost art. Um, there's a lot of clams out there. Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, just checking. JR, how are we doing? Okay. Hey, uh, I'm sorry right now. We're having some technical difficulties trying to get a hold of Michael Malone and also trying to get a hold of Stan Vandenberg, too. So we're going to continue uh, a little unscheduled trip to the Southern California coast with Wendy Toshahar, and Wendy, I'm glad that you're here with us in the Palatial Anglers Arsenal studio here in La Mesa. Well, thank you for having me. I know. we. <laughs> I, I had to go into the back to get that folding chair for you to sit down in. <laughs> uh, about the clams, uh, it, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, tell us the process of how you find them, how do you locate them, and then what else you have to do, and we may interrupt this when Jr. gets the glitch fixed with uh, our guest and stand. So That's take great it away, because Wendy. I don't mind being interrupted because the Bassmaster class is coming up, and I'm I'm an avid follower, and I wish I was going to be there in South Carolina this year, but I'm not going to be able to, and it's going to be a great tournament. So I can't wait to hear from our guests. But locally, as far as clamming goes. Um, it's so good here in the San Diego area that you don't even need to measure them. The, the size limit is four and a half inches, and you can have ten. And, and it's unbelievable. And, and my technique is a lot different than a lot of the other guys. Um, I like to use a normal pitchfork that you can buy at Home Depot, and I stick it in the, in the sand where the tines go in about two inches. And then I take a step back, 
put it back in and, and take a step back. And, and if you feel a rock, that's a clam. All right. I understand that I believe we've made connection now with our co-host, Stan Vandenberg. Stan, are you there? Mushy, mushy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see if our other guest, Michael, are you there? Yeah, it's Michael. Can you hear me? Yeah, Michael. Uh, I've got to apologize. Hello, I can hear you. Hey, I've got to apologize. We're still in that glitch, and I'm not sure exactly how... Well, I can hear you guys. Can can you hear me? Yes, Michael, we can Can hear you. I mean, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah, this is Stan. Uh, They've got us in in that box again where we're uh, we're not able to talk to them for whatever reason here. Yeah, I can can hear you, and I can hear the show. Okay, well, Michael, this is uh, John Cassidy. The, the guys in the, in the uh, studio get this figured out. Yeah, uh, Michael, will you tell Stan that we can hear him, but apparently he can't hear us, but we can hear you, Michael. Well, maybe Michael can't hear us. I don't know. I don't know. Again, going to try one time. Michael, can you hear us on Rod and Real Radio? Just, well, I'll, I'll just stay here and be on hold. Hey, uh, Michael, this is John. Can you hear us now? So it sounds like Stan and Mike can't hear us. It certainly does. Yeah. Uh, JR, is there uh, any way you can tell Michael to hang up and give him a call back? And let's see if we can get him on another line. All right, let's try that because uh, the sands of time are running, uh, uh, running on out for uh, this particular segment. So, Wendy, you've got the Pismo clams. Uh, you don't need a, uh, as they say, they're big, but it's still by law you have to have a measuring device with you, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, but these clams are big clams. They aren't like the, the, uh, uh, the cherry clams that you it's see not in buffet a bars. Or any, it's not a cocktail clam. <laughs> yes. So what do you do when you get these clams home? Well, actually, today was the first time I didn't purge them, and we actually cut them up there at the beach, and we made clam chowder. It was very good. It wasn't sandy at all. You just have to be uh, uh, careful that you don't uh, uh, scrape the bottom of the bucket when you're uh, serving yourself the clam chowder, because it could be just (laughs) a a tad uh, gritty. Yes. Yeah, and and actually, when we shucked them, we... um, the green guts part, we just kind of discarded, and everything else was fine. Isn't it some type of rite of passage to uh, when you get your first clam that you got to eat the whole clam? Uh, negative. It's not an albacore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the fact, how do you know what the heart of a clam is anyway? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Anyway, hey, at least we want to welcome our people that are live streaming. We've also had some difficulty with live streaming. It was out for a little while, but we understand that you are on. So if you're listening to us at rodandreelradio.com, welcome to the show. Uh, We are having some problem getting Stan and our guest, uh, Michael Malone uh, from uh, BASS, on, uh, talking about this year's Bassmaster Classic. But, Wendy, I, I think the big news from the Bassmaster Classic, has to be the weather. It's a tad bit chilly back there. It is a tad bit chilly, and it's going to be interesting with the cold weather and the cold front. You know, as far as limits go, 
it's amazing what they can pull out. And South Carolina at Lake Hartwell, it's a really good fishery. So we'll have to see and play it by ear, but I'm sure there's going to be some pretty good weights. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, a lot of the posts and some of the direct communication I've had with the guys. They feel pretty confident, but the water over there is pretty cool, too. Uh, uh, got a note from Dean Rojas. 48 degree water it isn't it isn't like the flw saw over here at lake havasu last week right it's going to be some cold cold water it is but you know those guys are pros that's why they're in the classic and they're going to be able to find their five bites and have some really nice limits you know and this is a question i'd wanted to uh, ask mr malone because last year they got off really, really lucky. They had the Bassmaster Classic at Grand Lake in Oklahoma. They had a huge storm before. They had a huge storm after the Classic. But during the Classic, the weather was okay. Now, this is in Oklahoma. But that storm was so bad after Classic, some of the guys that just stayed around to, to visit Lawrence and, and Quantum and some of the manufacturers that are there in the Tulsa area, they were stuck. They couldn't get out. You know, I, last year I thought that was going to happen to me, you know, because I I had a connection in Colorado and there was a cold front, you know, and, and with all the conventions that I go to, I was in New York, New Jersey, um, was it Birmingham last year that I was at? I didn't think I was going to make it home for Fred Hall. <laughs> But I did. And we do have that coming up really soon over here, too. Uh, but with the Bassmaster Classic, I've been fortunate to be uh, to have gone to one of them. You've been to a number of them. Yes. You know, we watch them on television, and there seems to be a lot of glitz and glamour and a lot of things happening. But when you're there in person, is there really an air of electricity in the, uh, in the building? It's an unbelievable event. If you have never been to a Bassmaster Classic, you have to go. Everybody lives, breathes, and eats fishing. And not it's not just bass fishing. It's fishing and hunting. The families go. The wives go. There's more women that fish than there is out here in Southern California. It's a totally different environment, and they're all fishing friendly. It, it's unbelievable. And and then you can talk spinnerbaits, jerkbaits, crankbaits. Baits, um, worming, drop shotting, and everybody knows what you're talking about. It's you, great. You know, in in you know the Southwest here, we just have so many things to do this time right. of the year, and the you know and places to go, and and we don't have to worry about uh, uh, you know not moving so fast because we're going to stick to the ground. I mean, we can get in our cars and travel three or four hundred miles without having to worry about it. Not so much in the, uh, in the Northeast, and even. Now in the southeast, they're getting a lot of cooler weather where people have to worry about traveling around. But when these big events like FLW and BASS come along uh, and the, the, the stars of these events, they're, they're pop stars, they're rock stars, they're movie stars. They are so popular with the general masses that this is a big event, maybe more so than you find out here in the southwest. That's true. I mean, wherever you go, there's a line for somebody, one of the contenders, to sign autographs. There, And you still have Hank Parker, Bill Dance, all the guys, uh, the old-timers, even 
whoever you can think of, I mean, they're there. There's this restaurant called Saskatoon, and it's one of Shaw Grigsby's favorite places to eat. It's a wild game restaurant. You'll see all the contenders over there eating. I mean, it's it's just a great, happy family and environment, and and everybody lives, breathes, and eats fishing. You know, what I was impressed with when I went uh, to the Bassmaster Classic, they were fishing it on Lake Toho out of Orlando. Oh. And it was just the access that I had to the big-name stars. I got lucky one day and was able to um, go to the launch of the uh, the top 15 for the tournament, the last day of the tournament. And the Participants were on hold because of a electric storm that was coming through. And so all the guys were huddled up in their boat, and they were communicating back and forth. And you could just walk up and down the line, and you could say, Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Ike, I hope you have a good day. Dean, gosh, it's good seeing you, you know, Southern California. And all the guys were right there. They'd shake hands with you, and, you know, they were eager to get out on the lake. But at the same time, you could talk like you. You you know, and that was a really good event. That was at Lake Toho, and that was when Luke Clausen won it in the storm, in the bad weather and the big waves. And, I mean, that was exciting. Oh, man. I You know, I do remember that because uh, I was – at one of the first events that Luke Clausen won. It was an ABA event uh, up in uh, uh, northern uh, Washington. They were fishing Banks Lake up there, and he and his teammate won the event. And I remember Luke getting on up. It was a young man at the time. He had no jerseys. He had no teams that he was with. He hardly had any sponsors. He gets up there. Uh, he's in a... a in a T-shirt that looked like it had been rowed hard and, you know, wiped down the, the team with holes in the uh, uh, the jeans and everything like that, gets up, kind of thanks everyone for their support and everything like that. And strangely enough, the next year went up for that ABA fish-off again, and he and his partner won it again two years in a row. The second time he was up there, he was nice and polished. He was shaved, had the jersey <laughs> on, had had the good threads and everything like that, thanking the sponsors. Hello? Yeah, he had learned a lot and a little bit. Now, hey, JR, do we have a connection with somebody? Uh, try Michael. Okay, Michael, this is John from Rod and Reel Radio. Do we have you? Hello. Yeah, Michael. Hey, this is Philip Collin. Yeah, Michael, Michael, do we have you? No, and Phil, are you not with us? Okay. Uh, JR, apparently um, we've got uh, uh, Michael that cannot hear us, and then we've got Phil who has just called in for his report, and they are talking back and forth, but we can't hear them, and they can't hear us. Okay, keep going with it, John. Keep working on it. All right. So, well, you know, yes. You know, you know, when it comes to the Bassmaster Classic, that is the Super Bowl of bass fishing. And I've been lucky enough to be able to go to the Bassmaster Classic for Iserline. 
And it's the most amazing electrical event you've ever seen. It's not like a local bass tournament. I mean, you actually have the confetti and the fireworks, and it's 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 unbelievable. And, the, and not only that, the participants, especially on that last day when you've got that arena filled and and the music is going on and the crowd is cheering. Here are the pros. They're not even part of that. The guys, even the guy that wins, they're lined out outside the arena. They're being staged to kind of come in uh, in in an order that's going to make sense depending on where they may have placed. And they're huddled up trying to be quiet and not really get excited and everything like that. Yet they can hear the cheers and the roars and the and everything going on from inside the arena. You know, and not only inside the arena where they weigh in, you have the Bassmaster Expo where you have all these vendors and they get to show all their wares and all the latest and greatest. And all a lot of the contenders that don't make it to the final day are actually out there in the exhibit promoting their products that they're sponsored by all right hey well that's the end of the first segment of john and wendy talk on ron real radio hey we are experiencing some technical difficulties i hope we're going to be able to get a few more guests on tonight because we've got them scheduled for sure this is ron real radio on am 540 or you can listen to us at ronrealradio.com we'll be back right after these commercial messages It's Tony Gwynn. You can count on El Cajon Ford. I do, and I have for you. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical flat that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, long hooks, fast wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on. We are on new Fusion, Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway. Plus, C-Max Energy with up to 40 miles per gallon highway. I'm trying to fix this problem, and hopefully... Ford has them now. Shop online at elcajonford.com. Right now, I haven't fixed it yet, but I'm still working on it. Knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing yep. should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing okay. company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bass you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. And some California, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. I'm your host, Hop belong john cassidy we're kind of uh, going through some technical difficulties right now it's time for what the heck is phil thinking with phil friedman so without a, a further ado let's see if we can get phil on with us phil are you there i left that pause just to scare you john can you hear me <laughs> <laughs> i just want to screw with you because i've been there before i know how it is man <laughs> it works. Uh, you know, the deal is I don't know whether this is Phil, Michael, Stan, and but I do have a pretty good idea. This is not windy. <laughs> You're right. Oh, uh, hey, Phil, what's happening uh, to you tonight? I'm on board the Gale Force, and I'm going to turn you over to Captain Ryan Gingler here in just a second because you get enough of me every single week, and Ryan is just a expert captain and he runs such a great operation with both the gale force and the trident not only on these lobster trips we have a whole sold out couple of boats here tonight people are up at pier point landing we're having a party music uh, we're providing hot dogs fresh yellowtail drinks it's a real festive atmosphere not only for lobster like we're doing tonight but ryan will talk to you about some of the catalina yeah, stuff and still in fact he made the yahoo homepage okay. a couple times with us last year with whale sharks and all kinds of great stuff but also, you in a little bit on the fishing, then I'm going to turn it over to Ryan and just tell you that we still are seeing that local yellowtail around. In fact, today it was out near the oil rigs here on a spot we call the 150, and one of the boats, the Native Sun, had 18 yellows out there, a nice big grade fish fighting the yo-yo iron, really beautiful 18 to 
25-pound yellowtail like you just don't see locally in most years. We're seeing that in the Santa Monica Bay to some extent for the Marina del Rey guys, and there's still fish zooming around the Channel Islands and, of course, down below us, Dana Point and San Diego. It's not every single day. It's not wide open every single day, but it's pretty darn good somewhere every day. You just have to kind of be out on the water fishing to experience it. I'm looking here at the Toronado, and they got in with a handful or two of uh, bluefin tuna again today, and I say that so nonchalantly here in February. That, of course, is just an amazing thing in and of itself, too. Bluefin out there on Cortez Bank, good fishing on Big Bonita out there also, and most of the yellows that have been out there have been smallish yellowtail, and those are the ones that are kind of chasing around with the bluefin. I'm sure if those guys actually went and anchored on the high spots, as they will probably do around March 1st when rockfish reopens, they'll start catching some of that big grade yellowtail out there, but the stuff that is kind of wandering around is a smaller grade, real small yellowtail right now, but fun fishing out there. Hey, why don't I turn it over to Captain Ryan and let you say hello to him, John, and uh, let him tell you a little bit about the Triton and Gale Force. In fact, I'll ask him a question, and then you can jump in right after that. And, Ryan, thanks for having us on board, man. Tell us a little bit about your boats, what they do. Are they available for open party charters? What's the deal? Oh, thanks, Phil. Hi, John. How you doing? Hey, Captain Ryan, thank you, and uh, welcome to Round Reel Radio. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, we're uh, getting ready to go out tonight. In the, in the wintertime, we run our uh, 6 to 11 twilight lobster fishing trips, you know, keep the boys working, the boats moving. And over the past, uh, I think this is our third season doing it, the, the harbor was phenomenal. But this year, the water's, you know, the, it's staying warm, and it's uh, it has been a little on the slower side here locally and in the harbor, but uh, we've also been running over to Catalina Island. Seems like a lot more often than what we were doing, but it's it's been phenomenal at Catalina. Um, catching, you know, 30 to 60, 70 legal lobsters a night. Limits on multiple trips for, for 10 guys and very good over there. But the harbor fishing has been a little on the slow side, but we're still chugging away, running every night um, until March 18th. That's when the season ends. And uh, then we're going to shut down for a month or two, month and a half. We're going to repower the Triton and put all new fuel tanks, new generators, new engines. going to get all kinds of things uh, going on this boat. We kind of, I, I purchased this boat last April. Um, kind of, a, it was actually as a repo, and uh, it was like we got to get the thing rolling, you know, for the season. And this year we're going to uh, fix a few things we didn't get to, and then, like I said, all new machinery should get a little more speed out of it and uh, more efficient and everything like that. So it's been good, and it's going to be an awesome season, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Well, I can understand why you'd be excited. First of all, picked a great season to pick up a boat. Uh, I hope you've been able to get it on out and take advantage of some of the. Great fishing conditions we've had here in Southern California. But tell me about lobstering uh, up where you are compared to the boats that we have going out of San Diego Bay. The boats we have going out go out at about 6 o'clock, and they'll fish to the inside of the uh, the main channels. They can't fish in the channels. They'll go up and down, and occasionally they'll go outside of uh, San Diego Bay and turn the corner at the uh, Point Loma Kelp. But our uh, uh, harbor fishing uh, for lobster here is truly phenomenal. Do you do something like the same thing there? Yeah, I've honestly never uh, been out of any boats down there that do it, but I have heard um, about their channel restrictions and all that stuff. We more or less have the same, the same thing up here, but we primarily are in the harbor 95% of the time. Um, we did venture outside a few trips this year. Maybe on six or seven of them, just to scope things out and see uh, if there was any better outside on on the different wrecks and reefs. But there's so much commercial stuff out there; it's just it's hard.
hard to get gear any around any kind of nook or cranny because it's all it's all covered in commercial gear. But um, yeah, we're we're the same thing. We're fishing along the channels in the harbor, um, basically in the entire harbor. We can we're legally allowed to fish everywhere except for one small portion of it, and uh, we stay on the edges of the channels up against the rocks. And there's some wrecks and hard bottoms, and more or less the same thing they do down there. We leave at 6 p.m. And uh, we're back around 11, 11.30 every night. The Gale Force is online to run seven days a week. And um, you know, the, the Triton's online more or less seven days a week. But Mondays and Tuesdays have been kind of hard to get out the last last month or so. But that's okay. Both boats are running uh, five to seven weeks. And uh, or five to seven days a week. And it's it's been going just fine. Although it has been a little slow. But it's the wintertime. You know, people, you can't really get out there and keep much right now. Although the yellow color is still around. Um, something to do, get out on the water. And it's a fun time. We only take ten people. And. You know, 50, 65 foot boats and a lot of room and you people bet. seem to come out and enjoy it. We have a lot of regulars that come out and visit us every every week and it's it's a fun time. Now we're speaking to Captain Ryan out of the Gale Force and Captain Ryan, after lobster season's over, what's the schedule of the Gale Force going to be like uh, once you uh, get some of the things done with the boat that uh, you'd like to do? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> we're primarily a charter boat. Um the boat pretty much works every single day, starting from mid-May to the at least mid-September, depending on the season. And we're primarily a charter boat where we we have started running a limited load open party trips. Um, with last season being so good, and a lot of people wanted to fish, and they didn't want to be on you know boats with 60, 70 of their best friends. So we started running you know 25 passenger, 20 passenger limited load, five to five trips to Catalina. Um, so we'll we'll plan on doing more of that. Um, Seems like the guys are into doing that, and uh, with the Triton, we can do, you know, we have a 100-mile route, so we can we can fish on the outside, we can fish anywhere from, you know, one to three days. I probably wouldn't run anything over two on this boat, but uh, we do have the range and the capability of doing anything any other overnight boat is. So that's, uh, that's what the plan is, but primarily, you know, day trips to Catalina, and anybody wants to charter the boat for anything else, the Triton's available to do uh, just about anything they, they want for up to 22 people. Okay, Captain Ryan, if uh, people want to get a hold of you or find out more about fishing the Gale Force, uh, chartering you, or any other information, how's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can uh, get a hold of me at 310-844-3814. That's my cell number. I'm pretty much always available. Um, that's for both the Gale Force and the Triton. Um, you can go to galeforcesportfishing.com. You can see pictures of the boats, videos of the boats, and all the stuff that we do on our website. Uh, tritonsportfishing.com is also the same website for, for both the boats, so either Gelfor Sport Fishing or Triton Sport Fishing. And uh, we also have a very active uh, Facebook page. If you guys want to Google um, Facebook Gelfor Sport Fishing, you'll find us there. But uh, 310-844-3814 is my cell number, and you can reach me just about any time of day. phone's basically glued to me, so All like, right, and, uh, well, you I... can call and ask questions or anything you like. I've been following you on Facebook, and especially during this lobster season, and you've had a real decent season and a lot of happy passengers. Uh, uh, congratulations on a good season up there. Uh, hey, is Phil still around, or is he trying yeah, to measure up a lobster trap to see which one is going to call yeah, his name? Yeah, he's trying to pick his best hoop right now, but I'll, uh, I'll get him <laughs> back on the phone. Uh, thanks a lot, John. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Ryan. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Boy, right, this hoop you. looks really good to me, Ryan. I hey, like yeah. this one. <laughs> hey bait boy what are you doing over there <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting ready for a fun night it's really really a great atmosphere on board the trident and the gale for so we're really looking forward to a, a great night john well you know anyone right too. now that's going fishing out of the Cal southern california should be looking for a great uh, uh couple of days of fishing uh you know the reports 
still, big waves and schools of bluefin off the Cortez, and uh, I know we're seeing them out here. How about the boats going out of uh, L.A. and Long Beach? Are, are they still popping them? Yeah, Tornado got in today with, I think he had 16 bluefin. I heard right up there, I was talking to somebody who was on that trip, I think it was 16, something like that, and some bonita and one small yellowtail, but they've been doing well. And don't forget, you know, March 1st, it's game on out in that neck of the woods, too, for bottom stuff, so you'll be able to, you know, if the tuna put their nose in the mud, as Eddie McEwen used to say when they were off the bite, if they do that, uh, you can fish from rockfish, so that'll be game on them, but there's still boats here that are going the tornado's going tonight for 175 bucks he's going again tuesday night for 175 heading out to cortez and then the local boats here are also uh hitting some uh, of the yellows that the bigger grade yellows that are hanging around the local areas by the yo-yo iron and you know i wouldn't fish that with anything less than 40 but i'd be uh grinding with some 50 pounds on those big yellows and really putting the screws to them because they're really nice big beautiful fish it looks like somebody scooped up a bunch of fish from cedros and just put them up here this year and they've been hanging out and it seems like as ryan just told you it's going to be an incredible year i'm sure there's a ton of holdover yellowtail at catalina that he'll be popping on every single day you know phil uh, there's a lot happening between now and the opening of fred hall and i know you're doing it give us a little bit of an idea of what you're into and how's the best way we can keep track of what phil friedman's doing Thank you, John. Uh, yeah, we will be at Fred Hall. Uh, I know Friday and Saturday we'll have the Laker girls there. We're going to have Super Bowl champion and, uh, for me, Notre Dame All-American, because I'm mm. a big domer. Aaron Taylor will be there. He won the Super Bowl with the Packers and played at Notre Dame, and we'll be there. And we have some other guests coming also. That'll be Friday and Saturday with the Laker girls. I know that's what you want to see, John. You forget <laughs> that football player. And, uh, and then we'll have all kinds of prizes and games, and we're doing all kinds of stuff over there. Uh, looking forward to inviting our Spanish-speaking audience. We'll continue our Spanish radio show on AM 690 every Saturday and Sunday morning, the only outdoor radio show in Spanish in Los Angeles area, in San Diego, down in northern Baja. So we're really excited about that. That show's going really, really well. And, of course, people can stay in touch with us by going to PFO on Facebook, Google Circles, Instagram, uh, and all the other social media that we're involved in. And, of course, they can visit us at Radio. All right. Hey, you have a great trip out there tonight. Thank Captain Ryan for taking some time off to be with us. Uh, Thank you, Captain uh, I know Ryan. he's ready, uh, you know, getting ready to shove off, and I know you guys are too. Have a successful trip, and we look forward to your report next week on Ron Real Radio, Phil. Thank you, John. Stan, Wendy, have a great evening, and thanks again for having us on. All right, this is Rod Real Radio. It is with Wendy Toshihara. Hopefully, we're going to reconnect with Stan. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. Coming up next, the Hawaiian Island Fishing Report and the California Inshore Report. So stay tuned. More to come. But we've got to take a break right now. It's time for the 69th annual Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience, March 4th to the 8th at the Long okay, Beach um, Convention Center. The biggest fishing show, Michael. biggest boat show, biggest travel show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. It's the nation's number one show. Don't miss the Mammoth Licks Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Ram Ultimate Air Dogs, the Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the Savage Gear Bass Tank, the Accurate Real Saltwater Tank, Air Gun Ranges, Archery, Casting, and 
dozens of family fun activities. Over 400 continuous seminars presented by Progressive Insurance, Cousins Tackle, Hobie Kayaks, and the World Fishing Network. Enter to win a custom Sea of Cortez fishing trip to Rancho Leonero, a pair of accurate okay. fishing wheels, or a Hobie Pro Angler Kayak. Kids free, kids fish free, active military free. The 69th annual Fred Hall Show, March 4th yeah, uh, the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Details at fredhall.com. Yeah, stands on. Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. And Southern California, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. This is your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. Hey, uh, we've had a little trouble, but hopefully we've been able to connect with Stan Vandenberg. Stan, are you there? Well, can you hear me now? Woo-hoo. Oh yeah, we <laughs> you know, can. I have been what Captain Ron, Captain Mick, and Captain James lost already. In the box. <laughs> yes, you were lost in the box. Well, <laughs> you can hear you. We were trying to speak, and then we. I talked to lots of people uh, that that weren't supposed to be on the air. Or we're supposed to be on the air and aren't yet. So, <laughs> Well, we're going to try and get Michael Malone. He's the uh, uh, director of events for BASS. We're going to try and get him at 640. So, Stan, welcome back. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy is right here with us, so Wendy's always been here. We had a great conversation about the Bassmaster Classic, so uh, we'll take that to another level. But let's get on with our regular reports. First, it's time for the Hawaiian Island Fishing Report with Captain Mick Diamond, brought to you by Champs Porch Fishing and Diamond Head Tuna. So, Captain Mick, are you with us? Aloha, yeah, I got you loud and clear now, aloha. Oh, uh-huh. aloha too. Uh, yeah. You're the first one to get through to us, okay, so we appreciate it. <laughs> I, had to try a couple, I had to try a couple times. Hey, all good. 
Captain Mick, um, what's happening in the White uh, Islands? Fishing's kind of slow in the islands this week. Uh, we had a, uh, some storms and then uh, just a little bit of mahi around uh, 92 for the week and then uh, um, not much else on the Shibi or Ono or um, uh, Ahi. So um, anyways, maybe a little low. And uh, um, in the meantime, we had a big week at Diamond Head Tuna. We uh, finished canning the smoke. Uh, albacore oh yeah so, um all we got to do is label it and then I'm get ready to launch the product at the uh boston uh, international seafood show next month so you need um, to launch it in here or that'll be happening too but uh yeah if anyone's ever been it's a really great seafood show uh in boston i've been one time and looking forward to show up again with uh five or ten cases and hand out some samples and get this thing rolling so uh, exciting week and stand in the meantime, windy, I'm down go ahead i stand and windy i'm gonna uh, make sure that uh talk to captain mick and we get some sent to us down here so that we can be handing out samples amongst ourselves and you go. sample it you're a cracker sample it on crackers that's right hand uh, out on crackers no man i'm ready they make some of the best sandwiches, uh, the uh, last uh, albacore I had. Well, tell us what's happening at the islands there, Captain Mick. Um, well, uh, the other, um, I just flew over, and uh, um, we're going to be um, finishing up this project. And I got to go down to San Cotin yesterday. Uh, two hours of good yo-yo fishing on yellows at the 240 spot with uh, Captain Kelly and Captain Jorge from K&M Sport Fishing and about 10 big fat lings. So it's kind of fun. I just came across the border. Um, a couple hours ago, so um, that was cool, and uh, get back to, um, I love uh, that fishing style down there, and seven-mile run outside the mouth. Oh, my gosh, yeah, and uh, uh, were you all that successful or not? I didn't, did, did you get some yellows? Yeah, we did. We got uh, me and Larry Heil from the uh, Coral Thief days. Uh, him and I went, and uh, um, we got um, five nice fat yellows, and we lost about in the rocks. Oh man, <laughs> that'll happen. <laughs> well, Captain Captain Mick, you're getting ready to launch the smoked albacore. Uh, how's the best way to get a hold of you to find out about Diamond Head tuna and or to get more information about champ fishing and and charter you out to go fishing there at the islands? Uh, well, good way is on the phone seven six zero five hundred seven zero nine four. Check out the website at uh, com. All right, sir. Hey, we appreciate you being with us, and uh, congratulations on a great trip out here. And okay. uh, Wendy call and Stan me, will be talking. A, call me when there's a pass trip. Captain Mick Diamond from Camp Sports Fishing and Diamond Head Tuna. Hey, Jr., uh, do we have Captain James on with us? Yes, we do. All right, it's time for the Southern California Inshore Report with Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Captain James, tell me, are the yellowtail in the bay yet? They're not quite in the bay yet, John, but, you know, we got leopard sharks, so who needs yellowtail? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know, Captain James, that, that's an interesting uh, conundrum because I know you've been pulling out a lot of yellowtail here the past couple of weeks, and you have the chance to take your clients out uh, to go out some leopard sharks. How do those leopard sharks pull in comparison to some of the other sports fish that we have? Well, you know, that's, that's a good question, and uh, if it weren't for a trip I took uh, a few months back with uh, Wendy and Merritt, I wouldn't know how to answer that exactly myself, but 
I, I caught my first one then, and uh, that was pretty neat to actually experience what I've been seeing my, my uh, customers go through. And, wow, they really do pull, John. They really do. All right. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the size of the fish that you, that you had, what, what size was that fish? Uh, our biggest one yesterday was 60 inches. I have wow. you know, no real uh, relationship That's five on how That's It's the same size as me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about them, John, is, you know, we're catching them anywhere between 15 and 25 feet. So whereas a yellowtail, we're usually uh, quite a bit deeper than that, even when they're around the edges of the kelp or maybe 65, 80 feet. It's a different amount of water you've got pulling with that fish versus the shallow water and you got you got a fish that's trying to give you a bay cruise it's pretty fun you know captain <laughs> james i know a lot of things uh, uh you know depend on how to catch these fish the tides the locations and everything like that but can you give us a a basic idea for leopard shark uh, the type of tackle and gear and what you're baiting up with to, to entice these babies to bite you know the, the main thing is meat uh, and you could go online and get a bunch of different stories from everybody, and they all work. You know, I kind of relate it to the, the bass fishermen. You go out there and you fish a tournament, and you're throwing your thing, thinking you've got the hottest bait, and then you talk to everybody later as they're putting their boats away, and talk to ten guys, and they were all throwing ten different things, and they all had the greatest day they've had. So Except for the guy that won. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're really not picky. I, they're, as long as you got some type of meat, I like mackerel a lot. Um, I'll use smelt if there's a lot of smelt around, especially, you know, i got my little chum maker going, and uh, a lot of times you get the top smelt or even the bigger jack smelt around. I'll catch fresh meat for the uh, squid works. I know some guys use clams and mussels. It's, they're very not picky at all. They, they just like to, like to smell something good. They don't want anything rotten. It's not like catfish or carp fishing. So you gotta, you know, bury your meat in the ground for a day and then pick it up and go fishing with it. <laughs> you know, they really like it fresh. But that's so about it. If you're using a chunk of, uh, let's say, mackerel, what size hook are you using, and what pound test do you usually like to use as uh, a leader or the entire rig that you're fishing with? I like. I, I got those big uh, quantum spinning reels, those eighty bokas, and they they've got. Uh, I put a bunch of Iserline 65 on those braid. I like okay. the braid for that. It really holds up, and I could put whatever leader I want. Most of the time, I'm fishing a 40-pound fluorocarbon leader, or uh, if I do go with mono, I'll go maybe 40 or 50. But most of the time, I'm, now I'm fishing fluorocarbon, and I've got about a three and a half foot leader, pretty long leader. And the reason why I like the fluorocarbon and uh, against their skin, those sharks, if anybody's ever caught, mm-hmm. uh, especially our sand sharks, bay sharks, dogfish, you'll notice they're real smooth going one direction, but they're not so smooth the other, and, and the fluorocarbon really holds against that abrasive skin. Yeah, the fluorocarbon is abrasion, more abrasion resistant, and with the skin of the shark, it's like sandpaper, and when they start to turn or roll, you, you have a chance of being chafed on your leader line. Yeah, absolutely. And there's even times where after we've met a fish, I'll have to retie that, that leader because it's just, it's now 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, would, a, would a circle hook help or really doesn't make that much difference? John, I don't use circle hooks too much. I, I like using those big octopus hooks uh, more yeah. than the circle hooks. And I, if 
sometimes I do get them with the barbs already crimped. I get those uh, gamagatsu seven aughts and eight aughts. Uh, you can get them without the barb, but if there is a barb, I usually pinch it down. And the reason being is uh, you don't need it with these fish. They're not going to come up jumping like a brook trout or something. But, you know, so you don't have to worry about them shaking the hook. And it, it makes it easier to take them out of it out later because their skin, again, they get hooked around the mouth. That skin is kind of leathery. And you really don't want to rip them trying to get the hook out. Yeah. Now tell us, outside of the bay, you know, the past few weeks we've been tell- talking about a tremendous population of red crab. Is that still happening out there, Captain James, and is the fishing still good outside of the bay? It is, John. And, and the, there's the, the coastal boats have been going pretty much everywhere from La Jolla on down to Imperial Beach and, of course, you know, all the Dina and boats on up north of San Diego. They've been, they've been doing really well, just staying within seven, eight miles. Um, I know a lot of boats now are also venturing out to the islands, but I, I haven't had to go to the islands in a while to catch a yellowtail. I've been able to just take my little skiff, like I said, just a few miles out. You know, you look for that red crab, look for birds, and uh, if you get it close enough to the bottom, you'll get a bottom dweller. If you get it somewhere in the middle, you'll get a good chance of catching a yellowtail. They're out there. Wow. Hey, and we uh, still have a few weeks in the moratorium uh, when it comes to rock fishing. I noticed a, a post where there was a fisherman that had a fish. It looked like it was half calico and, and half Johnny Bass, and it seemed like a conversation that it was a Johnny Bass, it was a calico. Uh, uh, you know, what is the regulation right now? What can you keep and what can you take, uh, Captain Jim? Well, you can keep the half that's calico as long as it's over 14 inches. <laughs> <laughs> or at least an 11-inch fillet. But, <laughs> no, it, you know, it, the rockfish go back, you know, and if, and if you uh, lay them in the water too lightly, they won't swim down. You toss their head down, they'll swim, and if they don't, grab your rock leaves and drop them down. You don't want to be caught with a dead rockfish on your boat. No, so what? Uh, uh, I don't have that date in front of me, and I don't know if you do. Uh, I don't March want to spring 1st. This March first is the date, and then yep. after, what happens after March first? After March first, you know, I'll, that's when the rockfish disappear. They stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they seem to know. I don't know how they do it. You know, see, yeah, Wendy will probably attest to this. It's, it seems to happen with turkey and deer, too, doesn't it, Wendy? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? If you can get that, get out there, like, on day one or two, you know, as soon as the opening happens, you can get out and get some really nice lings mm-hmm. be- before everyone starts hammering them. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I'm liking the fact that, you know, I haven't seen it yet on my boat, but I've been talking to a lot of guys that are getting lings yo-yoing for yellowtail. I think Mick Dye was just talking about that. That's, yeah. That's always a pleasant surprise. Man. You know, this great weather, it seems like we're going to have it for another week, Captain James. Uh, how can people get a hold of you to not only take advantage of this great weather, but to have a unique fishing opportunity going out with a fish icon? Well, they can check me out online, of course, thefishicon.com. But I always like a phone call. It's uh, 619-395-0799. I've got a, a few days. Most Actually, I'm booked up pretty good this week, but i got a few days in between. So if you do call me and I don't answer, just leave a message. I'll call you back. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to speaking to you during the week. You have a fantastic weekend. And, again, look forward to your great report on Rod and Real Radio next Sunday night. 
Always a pleasure, guys. You have a good one. Talk to you next weekend. All right. Hey, that's uh, Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Well, well, Stan, did uh, you have any interesting conversations uh, while uh, Wendy and I were uh, talking about the Bassmaster Classic? Well, you know, I was wanting to go clamming for a while there, and then, <laughs> and then as we went to North Carolina and or back to the Carolinas and we're talking about the Classic, that, that Wendy and I ended up back there doing a show, and uh, it was it, she was right. It's extreme fun. Uh, it's like having the Fred Hall show and a fishing tournament at the same time because it's it's this massive auditorium of all kinds of new gear and stuff that's prevent, pre- presented. All of the sponsors are there. Plus, the tournament is going on at the same time, and it's uh, it's quite an event. It's a lot of fun to go to if you've never been to one. And uh, it's the who's who in bass fishing that's Oh, heck yeah. Oh, definitely. And not only that, getting a chance to talk to a lot of the manufacturers is always fun, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey, uh, we're going to have a special guest coming on at the 6 o'clock hour. Hopefully, there won't be any glitches. Ray Scott, founder of BASS, the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. He's going to come aboard. He's going to talk with us. But we're going to have to take a couple of commercials here. Give Ray a call. Stay tuned. More Rod and Reel Radio to come on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. We'll be right back. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast, so John, serving the angling community since 1935. H&M H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet for ocean fishing any time of the year. H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local yep. and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, 
everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I've got an important announcement for all California anglers. The 37-year-old Coastal Conservation Association is coming to California. The CCA is an organization of over 100,000 recreational anglers and outdoor enthusiasts currently spread across 17 states that works to conserve marine resources and anglers' access to them. The CCA has proven time and again that anglers are the best stewards of the marine environment. Across the nation, they have been very successful in protecting the interests of recreational anglers and their access to the resources they cherish. CCA Cal is just beginning. If you join us at the Fred Hall shows, you'll get into the show for free, receive vouchers worth over $150, and be entered into drawings worth thousands of dollars. It's the right thing to do, and it's a great value. California anglers need CCA Cal to help us protect our fishing rights and our access to fish. Come and join us at the Fred Hall Show March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Help CCA Cal protect California fishing. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when yes. I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody okay. beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Southern California, welcome back to Rod Real Radio. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. With me tonight is Stan Vandenberg. Wendy Toshahara is with us here in the San Diego studios, and you know, Wendy, I know you were doing something different when you walked in and there was sand between your toes. Uh, you, you said you had a different way of clamming, and I thought maybe you kind of rake your toes through the, uh, through the sand, but I guess not. No, but I actually do use my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could just see you drop kicking one of those clams for sure. <laughs> hey, we're uh, trying to get a hold of Ray Scott right now, just having a little difficulty, so JR is going to let me know when it happens, but... Uh, Stan, you know, we've been followers of uh, bass fishing for a long time, and I don't know, I, I, I think this passion for tournament fishing, it's got to have all started with what Ray Scott started. Well, it did, because he's the guy that came up with it. I mean, there were clubs around back when, and then suddenly we had clubs kind of competing with one another, and then all of a sudden we had this this organization that popped up, and, you know, I he was actually, Ray Scott was an insurance guy um, back when and smart enough to know how to run a business and make it work and uh, started the ball rolling with uh, the BASS events back in the south and and it started getting more popular and more popular and they used to have quite the turnout, of course, back then. <laughs> and I, I, I hate to say I was around not the very start, but back when they had, they'd line the boats up and Everybody had your Monarch bass boat or a, or a Terry or one of those back then. Yeah. And they'd fire the flare, and you were all going the same speed until the guy that had the, the one boat that went one mile an hour faster with everybody than everybody else, and you're all going the same direction, and all of a sudden he'd turn left. Okay, John, Ray's ready. 
and it became bumper boats out there. <laughs> All right. Hey, Stan, we've made the contact, so uh, let's get right to it. Uh, it's really our pleasure, Stan, Wendy, and myself, to welcome to Rod and Real Radio. He is the founder of BASS, you know, an organization that is as hollowed as just about any in this country. And we also need to find out what he's doing, too, now. Let's introduce Mr. Ray Scott. Ray, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Well, it's a pleasure. You guys do a great job. I'm glad to have you hooked up with me. Oh, man, Ray, I, we do a great job. You should see what we're doing when we're trying to backpedal during uh, uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, well, don't worry. We have that in any deal. Uh, you have that. You have technical difficulties in fishing. Business. Oh, Ray, you, you never had a, you never had typical difficulties putting on a Bassmaster Classic or anything like that, did you? No, never. Not, <laughs> we never even had any rain that I can recall. <laughs> you know, Ray, there's a million questions I could ask you, but we're kind of in the, we're in Bassmaster Classic weekend. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, the beginning of the first Bassmaster Classic? How the guys got to qualify for it, and then exactly what you did for them, because there were a lot of surprises involved in the event at that time. Well, it was very, didn't have a problem with it. The way it, the way it came about was that we were getting pretty good press coverage, but we weren't getting the big hitters, you know, the big magazines and the big newspapers and the homeless circles and on and on. And Bob Cobb, who was uh, my editor for years, in fact, one of my very first contacts when I was dreaming about that very first tournament. He and I were on a little trip over into the next state over, Georgia or South Carolina, as I recall, and we were talking about the, the fact that we would have loved to get some heavy-duty national television or radio or uh, print. And we talked and rapped and drove down the road and stopped for a Coke, and the idea hit me. I said, why don't we have a tournament where we just take the best fishermen we've got, let them shoot it out somewhere on a lake, and to make sure they don't cheat or, or get ahead of themselves by going in and fishing too early, let's don't tell them where they're going. Bob said, I like the sound of that. So <laughs> we, anyway, before that trip was over, we decided we'd get 24 of the best top fishermen based on performance, invite the very best pro, uh, professional riders we could get, and, uh, and hold a tournament. Then the next question is, if we're still driving down the road, uh, where can we have it? I said, let's have it someplace that nobody's fished lately. And the name Las Vegas came out. <laughs> Yippee! And, that was a that was right there the great equalizer. Yeah, yeah but well, it was. It turned out that fortunately we didn't know for sure who was going to be attending because we didn't know who the winners be. But it was all kept on top. It was top secret. We didn't tell a living so not even my secretaries we were afraid it'd be a leak, you know. So we announced the classic and what it was going to be and how it would be run and how to be have the press would be there and. You'd, Every rider would fish with one of the top pros, and we went from there. And uh, the, the, we announced it, uh, on, put them on a chartered airplane, and, not, and offered $500 for anybody could guess where we were headed. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> nervous about the 500 <laughs> But we had told so many lies and had so many tricks in the game that nobody guessed it. They were guessing everywhere in the world, but nobody guessed Las Vegas. And we, I even paid a little extra for the plane to fly north rather than west. <laughs> <laughs> you and, know. Uh, anyway, we got up there, and I, I held up the five hundred dollar bills, and thank God, nobody guessed it. Oh my but gosh! You know, we the had way it went off, but it was a marvelous trip. We had a, we had press on the plane. Every every guy fished with a different press man every day. 
And now, we got a hell of a lot of ink on it, and uh, it was the classic we were born. Now, tell me the situation you ran into with boats, because obviously everyone flew there. And, That's right. And there were probably, at that time in Las Vegas, there probably weren't 24 bass boats in Las Vegas. So, I don't think uh, it was two. I didn't see any while I was there. <laughs> what did you do for boats? Cause I well, know... what we did, we first of all had to find a company, and I was Ranger Boat uh, was my favorite boat. I'd used them for years, that both both of them, and Skeeter as well. But uh, we ended up, they, we just chose not to pick those guys. We picked an oddball boat. It was a boat that doesn't even, not even produce it more out of uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. I can't think of the name of it. I think Bass Champ or whatever they call the damn thing. I can't remember, but... We made a quite confidential deal with him, and he built the boats, and we put them on four or five trucks. And, and of course, we had to work the timing out, and off we go to Las Vegas. And not a living soul figured it out. Oh, man. And so everyone a, was, had a boat to fish in, or did some of the guys have to double up because of some other glitches? No, no. Everybody, everybody had a boat, the same boat, the same motor, same everything. Well, and. And we had we had uh, I forget how many guys on on it was actually no more than maybe thirty guys I can't remember the exact number uh, of competitors in there and each one was signed the boat with a with a press angler as his partner. Now what year was this? Oh, I wish you wouldn't ask. <laughs> I, think, I think it was uh, I think it was seventy one. Nineteen seventy one. You got this. Here's, here's what I was right? talking about just before you came on. Right, <laughs> I said you know it used to be. A, because I was involved with a few, and the guys that have a everybody's boat had the same horsepower, and they're all the same length, and they all went the same mile an hour, and, and they well, and that they was shot part of the, it with a start. Scheme. The part of the scheme was to have everybody having the same water, the same boat, same motor, same everything, and it went off like a, it went off beautifully. And uh, we had to weigh in on the top of the marina. We didn't have that many people there because again, it was a secret. There's no publicity. We got out there. We flew the guys out. The boats ran, arrived the same within two or three hours of each other. Everybody was assigned a boat, and we had one day of practice because not a single guy had ever fished that lake. Oh my gosh! Well, I was glad to see that. Now we ran off you know, for a day and you know found a few fish. And anyway, the, of course, it was one. Uh, uh, do you remember who won that tournament? By the way, you know, Bobby I, Murray. Bobby Murray did. Yeah, Bobby he was Murray. your first winner. <laughs> You know, Ray, he, he, he you were talking about you, you were having a hard time getting the fishermen to, you know, to fish the uh, the circuit before that. How did you ever entice these guys to actually get together and get in an airplane and fly somewhere? Was it uh, uh, their their own personal pride in fishing against each other? Was there a tremendous prize package? Uh, wh- what was involved? Why did the guys want to do this? Well, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's notoriety, it's publicity for their career. Uh, and, and let's face it, it was about uh, almost $11,000. Wow. With the prize money. And they didn't pay an entry fee. They, had, they didn't buy a plane ticket, didn't pay for a hotel. And they got to sleep with Homer Circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Homer Circle was uh, big juju at that time. Oh, uh, well, a lot of guys were. These were pretty heavy hitters, all of them. We had some guys from all over America. We flew in there, and of course they went home and told the story, and it was a good story. Well, we had Mr. Bill Rice on here uh, a few weeks ago, and Bill was telling us that uh, you had to fly him all the way back east just to fly him back <laughs> to Las Vegas. I've heard that. I've heard that. Every time I see him, I hear that story. 
Uh, California to Atlanta and from Atlanta back to Las Vegas. You know what, what really, though? He that never was... told you that. I told him you've got to go back to Atlanta now. <laughs> that was the best, kind of though. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was the way to go. I love the the format that you had and that it was a secret and nobody knew, so so, so nobody had an advantage. Yeah. Well, the so Ray... Not one person figured it out. We offered 500 bucks to anybody could guess it, <laughs> and nobody, thank God, guessed it. But what was even more miraculous, we did that for three or four more tournaments. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. I forget where we were. Uh, we went, it uh, seemed like uh, a lake called Percy Priest over near Nashville. That was won by uh, a guy, interesting enough, the first member of BASS, a boy named Don Butler from Tulsa. Okay. He yeah. won that event. And then the, the, the third year, we went to uh, uh, a lake in uh, North, uh, in uh, uh, Hickory Knob. Uh, I believe it's Hickory Knob. Anyway, won by a guy named Ray O'Breckenridge, who did now. And the fourth year, we went to Wheeler Lake, which is in mm-hmm. the northern part of Alabama. It was won by Tommy Martin. And then the fifth year, uh, Kenny uh, Kenny Buck. What the heck's the name of that lake? Uh, Kenny something sound. What the hell is it? North Carolina. Anyway, it was won by Jack Haynes. And I don't have it one more year I made note of, and that was uh, uh, Gunnersville in North Alabama, won by Rick Clun. Boy. But it's been a it's been a real success story. We've had everything good, including the weather, almost every year. But yeah. uh, but what the classic the classic was a kind of a spin off of this marketing scheme of mine. I'm trying to figure how we could get some heavy duty ink, and it worked. It's, we got coverage from top guys, and you know all the everybody there was. I mean. Um, I never got Playboy. I always wanted them, but I never could get those guys. <laughs> and you know, uh, Ray, after the uh, the fishermen saw the way the first format came off, and in preceding years, uh, was that one of the the real mainstays that uh, that BASS really began to grow in popularity? I don't know. Uh, I certainly don't think that success of the tournament and the classic. Uh, had that much to do with the success of Bass. Bass was Bass had a message to share and uh, a means to share it. And I think if I had to pick, well, I wouldn't say the tournament was certain. The tournament got publicity and people saw there was talent that they could learn from in the magazine or perhaps in TV shows or wherever. But um, that'd be a closer guess to why, you know. You know, I, you know, I just look at it and I think that Bass made. A lot of these individuals, as opposed to the individuals making bass, I know it was a symbiotic relationship, but boy, they BASS gave the pros that we, uh, you know, that we cherish today, and and even the up and coming pros a platform that uh, uh, they could, you know, talk about manufacturers' products and and a, a, a exhibit their their talents that they'd never be able to do before. And I don't know if anyone could have ever pulled it off except you. Well, that's very flattering to hear that. I, uh, nobody nobody not there would want it to succeed more than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you had the business knowledge and the background to, to make that work. There were several different organizations that tried to do or tried to pull it off. I mean, yeah, they tried I out here that. to do I'm the flyway. I hate they, I, I even try to help some of these guys, but... You know, it's just, I, I don't know, I don't, I'm not magic, but uh, I do run a tight ship, and I think people respect and like the tight ship. Yep. All right. Hey, 
We are talking with Ray Scott. Ray, we got to take a break right now. Could you be kind enough to stay with us for another segment at least and yeah, give us an update on what you're doing today? All right. This is Ron Real Radio on AM 540. we got Wendy Toshahar with us. Stan Vandenberg's here. I'm Hopalong John Cassidy. Stay tuned. More of Ray Scott coming up after these commercial messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. The Gamakatsu yeah, sharpening process good. is the okay. most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to okay. do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Are you involved in a family law problem like divorce, custody, or support? If so, it just might be time to call Bill Hockstad. You might know Bill as an avid angler and tournament fisherman, but more importantly to you, Bill is a family law attorney with 27 years of legal experience. Bill is certified by the State Bar of California as a specialist in family law. He understands your needs and can provide his clients with the highest degree of quality legal representation and competency while watching your budget. Remember, the more you have to risk, the more you need Bill. He practices in all the courts of San Diego County. So if you are in need of legal help, especially with a family law matter, give Bill Hogstead a call. Now here's his number, 619-212-1985. That's attorney Bill Hogstead, 619-212-1985. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of yep. party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard okay. amenities include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom okay. and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six-ton spray bright fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. 
and Southern California. Welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy, Stan Vandenberg, and Winnie Toshihara are with us tonight. And our special guest, Mr. BASS himself, Ray Scott. Ray, again, welcome to Southern California and to the show. Is it dark out there yet? Yes. <laughs> You know, I am the I am in the light of the beautiful windy Toshihara, and it's never dark around here at all. And it's still seventy five degrees over here. <laughs> well, we everybody north of us is expecting one heck of a storm, a snowstorm, and I don't know what else. But uh, it's really a kick in the head. Uh, we're not going to get that. I maybe get a little of it, but it's up in the Carolinas and all the way up into Washington. And even into Manhattan, they're getting a heck of a storm, I think, coming in. <laughs> oh, man. That is, that's going to play havoc uh, this year on the Classic. When, when you were involved in the Bassmaster Classic, was there ever one of the events that uh, the weather just made a difference? Or were you the guy that was wise enough to schedule it in a time of the year where uh, people wouldn't be sticking to the ground if they didn't move quick enough? What's that, Ed? Wait a minute. Why are you holding on? You said, why is that talking? <laughs> you can tell we're, we're, we've oh, got yeah, a hold of Ray at home. Okay. We had a, we had a tournament out in the Tulsa area, and uh, it was so damn cold that, uh, that the, the live wells froze. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a cla- it was a hell of a tournament. Uh, <laughs> but it, no, we've never had anything of, uh, you know, this really – I think maybe we did have one day, I can remember back in Texas, when we had a tornado or something, we did not let them go out. But uh, we've been lucky with the weather. And, of course, I might add one other thing, that from the time we started, and let me give you a short example of how primitive we were in those early days, particularly the first tournament I held in Beaver Lake, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We had 106 fishermen from 13 states that paid me 100 bucks to fish in this three-day tournament. And they were... They were shooting crap, just like anybody else that came with Ray Scott, because they didn't know me from Adam, and I didn't know them. But anyway, the, the 106 of them came into to Beaver Lake or, or in Springdale, Arkansas, northwest Arkansas, and the, the tournament starting on a Monday, and I know that on a Sunday afternoon, early afternoon, I looked out in the yard of the, of the Holiday Inn there in Springdale, and there were boats all over the place, and one boat had about eight or ten, twelve, fifteen guys standing around talking. I wonder who the heck is that? Of course, I didn't. This was my first tournament. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. So I walked up and kind of got into the listening of uh, the conversation. And I remember the one part of the conversation. They were all new guys. They were good guys. And there's a guy named Stan Sloan who ended up winning the tournament. Stan is no longer with us. He died a couple of three years ago. But I never will forget. I, they didn't know me. I'm just. Had my elbows on the edge of the boat on the trailer in the in the parking area, and somebody said, "Hey, Stan, uh, this is your rig, isn't it?" He said, "Yeah, this is my rig." He said, "Well, why do you got your electric kicker?" <laughs> electric <laughs> kicker is a motor guide or some such animal. Why do you got it on the front? Now that was a startling remark, of course, uh, it, it, and I never will forget his answer. He said. And the other guy said, yeah, why, 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 why do you have it up there? Why do you have your electric motor? Why not on the back where everybody puts it? And Stan's remark, I'll never forget, he said, well, I've always heard it's easier to pull a chain than it is to push a chain. <laughs> and if you think about it, he hit the nail on the head. He got it, that's right. <laughs> 
you, you can know, pull a boat a lot easier than you can kick it, particularly when the wind's blowing. You're not right. But it's, uh, it's so many little innovations that we take for granted that evol- have evolved as a result of the the geniuses getting together once, twice, three or four times a year and share their their uh, experiences and successes. Well, Ray, at, I have to ask. Go ahead, Wendy. Look at when you first started. I mean, did you guys have flashers? What kind of electronics did you have? And look at the electronics today. HD, you know, and it looks like an ultrasound out there. You can see everything. Well, it's obviously it's, it's, it's come up. Then you know, Lowrance was the original, I guess, uh, and they were they were close by us out in Arkansas. They were over in Oklahoma, yep. but they had a great product then. Still have a great product. Uh, I have enormous respect for that company and Carl Lowrance, who was the founder uh, of the company, and just a brilliant guy. And uh, now his son is running it. And I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I've kept up with him as I should have. So. But it's it's just. Uh, it's just amazing how the evolution has occurred in a relatively short time. I mean, fishermen, there's not a fisherman standing around that boat. That stands, when Stan Sloan said, why is your kicker on the front? Yeah. <laughs> I never will forget the answer. And, and when he said it, everybody kind of turned and looked at each other. It's like, how the hell do you figure that out? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, now, right after all this time, I know that you're not associated with the BASS like you were in the past. So what is Ray Scott doing today? Because I, I know you're not letting any moss grow on your north side. No, i tell you what. Uh, I decided uh, bass didn't have a place for me. They, I was a, kind of the show boy, show horse, I guess you'd call me. They had the weigh-ins and such. And, and I knew what I was doing. But uh, they just didn't need me, and uh, they, they sold out and, Group, another group owns it, and I have good relations with them. They're good people and doing a good job, as far as I can tell. But I I have chosen, to, within the last two or three years, to go with another guy out there called American Bass Anglers, ABA. Oh, with Dave. Yeah. Oh, well, ABA is that's the – I'm not going to say it's the working boys uh, tournament trail, but it's it's not the sophisticated uh, Bill Dance and Roland Martin guys, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's These are good guys, and they're now. dang good fishermen, and they've got a tournament trail I think is remarkably what done, done. They've done a mar- remarkable job. You, you you must be familiar with American Bass. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, well, they're and, good people, and uh, and Bass are doing well. I, I keep up with them. I've got, still got great friends there and work with Bass. And But I'm just taking it easy. I, I tell you what's taking my time, and I, I hate to admit this, but uh, I've got, I picked up my, of all magazines, my Outdoor Life magazine one morning. My wife goes through the mail and sorts out the things I need to read and see and whatever, sign checks or whatever. And it's about 5.30 in the morning, and I opened up Outdoor Life magazine. This has been about two years ago. And I screamed and woke my wife and the three dachshund dogs I've got. <laughs> my wife came in, the dogs came in barking, and I'm in the, de- I'm in the living room looking through my mail. And I picked up Outdoor Life and opened it up, and I swear to you, it wasn't even Mark. Susan, my wife, had opened it up. And there was an article in there by Outdoor Life, and I did not know it was going to be in it. It was announcing the best bass fishing lake in America is Ray Scott's Lake in Pentlala, Alabama. No, really? <laughs> oh, man. I Tell screamed so loud that, the dogs got to barking. <laughs> and, and I thought, well... If it's that good, why don't we let people come in and pay a price to come? And today we're we're charging, uh, and we have stayed solid booked, 
Uh, we can handle eight guys. We've got a beautiful lake uh, that's about 55 acres and two other lakes about 12, 14 acres. And they, we bring, we can handle eight people without any crowding at all. We furnish the boats and motors and whatever they need. And it's just worked out to be a beautiful revenue source and making a lot of people happy. And, and we ha- right now we're running about 35% of our customers are repeaters. Nice. That's great. Buddy, nice. you ain't kidding. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a catch and release lake and, we had, I even had a little, way. I had a little tournament for a little country. I'm living in the country out here south of Montgomery, the capital city. And they got, we got a little old church my wife and I belong to, and uh, their church is about to bust the walls out. And they needed the church desperately, but they didn't have the money. And so uh, one of my weaker moments, and I was sober at the time, <laughs> uh, we decided, I got kind of carried away inside. I tried to put on a tournament and raise some money to build that church. And that was that. Then a week later, we announced it, and we held our first tournament. Then the second tournament the next year, and the third, and then the fourth. At the end of the fourth year, fourth tournament, we raised a million sixty thousand dollars and built the most beautiful five hundred and fifty seat oh, uh, little Baptist church. <laughs> right. Good for yeah. you, Ray. About that, Good for that, you. that lake that you have. How do we get a hold of you, or how do we get more information? To find well, you, out how to come and visit you and fish. Well, the best way is to call uh, call my number. Uh, what the heck number is it? Let's see if I can give it to you. I hope the guys listening will grab a pen and make a note of this and call him. We'll send information and uh, go to the internet would be the best trick. I was just Ray Scott Trophy Bass Retreat. All right. Let me now, let me repeat that. Trophy Ray Scott Trophy Bass Retreat. You can find it on the internet. Tells you all about it and, and where it is, what it is, and all the rest. But it's it's a it's a marvelous trip, and we're we're running about, I'm guessing probably forty percent of our our customers that come in are repeaters. Well, I bet too. If they come, they hurt? get the opportunity to spend some time repeat myself and bunch. hear the stories with you, don't they? Well, yeah, I don't charge extra either. <laughs> <laughs> But it is. We have a lot of fun. We sit around the dining room every night and uh, and talk about the day and anything else on their their mind, our mind. And it's just a, it's just a wonderful. Been a, it's been a wonderful experience to get to see the guys that helped me make a living back in the BASS days. Now, Ray, so, quickly. So, Ray, in the mornings when the guys get their boats out there and and they're on your your private fifty five acre pond, I can't hear you. Start you them, pick up. Do you start them with? Do you, when the, in the morning, when the guys get out there on your private lake, do you start them with a flare start? <laughs> no, we don't go quite that far. <laughs> no, but Ray, we have them. We have them uh, prepared to, to launch. The, you know, to launch the fishing. It's, it's no pressure at all. It's a it's a it's a catch and release. If if a man catches and and we've had our biggest fish so far thirteen fifteen. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a nice one. And that one. Uh, that was, believe it or not, that was one of them called in that little one of the church tournaments. I was telling you about. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Ray, uh, not not only do you have the the, uh, the retreat that you're talking about, but you also have a book too. That uh, I got a feeling there might be one or two backstories on BASS and things that you've done to get this bass fishing thing going. You want to tell us about your book? Well, I've got two books uh, that I sell about the same amount, but. Anybody listening to this visit we're having that is a salesman 
or considers himself a marketer of any sort, he will make money by reading my books. One of them is called Bass Boss, and that's my biography is what it amounts to. How I did it, how I got how my life took me up to the day I decided to put on the first tournament out in Arkansas. And that is uh, an excellent book. It's, it's covered my life's history and, and gets severely into my marketing philosophy. Okay. How I did it. Uh, and nothing magic. I learned it from I learned it from a pretty smart guy. And uh, it's, the way you do it is if, if, if I've got somebody like uh, John Cassidy, you, uh, coming to fish with me, I want John to be so happy when he leaves that he got, he'll talk to everybody he sees. Well, you know, I'm going to be that way because I'm just happier than a pig with its feet in the trough talking to you. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it's uh, it's a philosophy that worked for me in the insurance business. I I do a lot of public speaking, and uh, that's my theme: is how to prospect, how to find people to listen to your story. And your second book, Ray? The other one is called Prospect. Well, the first one is the Bass Boss. Right. That's my biography. It tells me. From the cradle to the grave. The second book I wrote was in demand because people read my first book and they, they kept asking questions. So I did a book called Prospecting and Selling from a Fishing Hole to a Pot of Gold. No kidding. Okay. Did you get that? Yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that. I have my I... first book and I have, I have Ray Scott's signature on it. Oh, no. So I'm going to have to get the second book. Well, you you have the bass balls. I do. Where did you get it? I uh, I got it from you. I was at a Bassmaster Classic, and you signed it for me. Oh my lord! I tell you what. I hope I see you the next Bassmaster Classic. I'll sell you my other one. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ray, unfortunately we've run out of time. We got to get along tonight. But can we please invite you to come back again when we got more oh, time? I'd be delighted. I love that the enthusiasm you guys have and. And for the people listening to this little visit we're having, take your life serious if you're in the selling business. If you're in the marketing of products of any sort or services, there's nothing more speaks more loudly than the guy who's a happy prospect, a guy who just bought and likes what, what the way you treated him. He'll share you with his friends. That's simple. That's words to live by, and both Wendy, Stan, and myself... We just happen to be in that business, and I think that's good <laughs> advice, Mr. Ray. Hey, it's such a pleasure to talk to you guys, and please get, let's get back together again. We've got a lot we can talk about and share with the, those guys that want these books. So I got the books, and I'll autograph them and send them to them if they'll just call that number that you can pull right off the Internet. All right, Ray. Thanks a lot for being with us. We appreciate it. And also, thank your wife, too, for barking out those instructions, <laughs> man. She was half the interview right there. It was a pleasure. Well, thanks a lot. You guys have a good day. All right. Same to you. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, we're running out a little overtime, but uh, coming up next, we're going to try and make connections uh, with Mr. Uh, Mark Malone. He is the director of events for BASS. We're going to talk about the upcoming Bassmaster Classic. Stay tuned. More Rod Real Radio to come.
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Okay, John arsenal. Michael hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge okay. variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Okay. Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation for any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262, or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know. There's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Looking for that special family experience? Want to really get your money's worth? Then come to the Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. For 69 years, we've provided world-class deals and world-class fun for men, women, and children. And when it's time to go home, you'll want to do it all again. If you love fishing, boating, travel, camping, hunting, or diving, it's the ultimate outdoor experience, and the kids are free. The Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Check us out at fredhall.com. And Southern California, welcome back to Rod Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. Wendy Toshihara is with me here in the palatial studios of Angler's Arsenal La Mesa. And we want to thank this next guest for making the time to come back with us. We tried to have him on at the beginning of the show. Technical difficulties, uh, just we couldn't make it, but I hope we've got him now. He is the Director of Events and Tourism Partnerships for BASS, Mr. Michael Malone. Michael, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, how are we doing tonight? Uh, it's going great now. Yeah. You know, the sh- hey, shows- I'm on. Yeah, Mike, it's pretty good now, buddy. You and I were talking before the show. We couldn't get on. Well, I'm sorry. That's all the time I have for tonight. You guys have a good night. And, uh... Thank you, Michael. Hey, uh, Michael. Colin and, uh... Yeah, go on. Uh, Michael, uh, you know, uh, we were uh, trying to get a little uh, preview on what's happening with the uh, 2015 Bassmaster Classic. And I know there's got to be a lot of side stories, but... I'm sure one of the stories that everyone was talking about might just be the weather. It might just be. I'm in Greenville right now. I got in this afternoon. Um, and, and just as a, as a quick aside, as I was on hold earlier waiting for everything, and uh, I actually uh, got a phone. You were guys nice enough to call me, call me back. 
you know, I wanted to hear the inshore stories of what's going on in California because I live in Florida, and when I'm not planning the Bassmaster events, I'm a, I'm an inshore saltwater guy. So oh. I, I fish in Florida, and uh, and I live in Florida, so I bass fish, but I'm, I'm an inshore saltwater guy, and uh, so I'm going to have to listen in next time, and uh, just you just keep me on hold next time. So. You know what you got to do is <laughs> once you're done with the classic, you got to fly I'll back out in, here. I, I, I am in Greenville uh, right now, and uh, we are keeping our, our eye on the weather, and that's, you know, that's part of doing outdoor events that we do. And, and you know, when we were at the, uh, the Classic in Birmingham in, in 2010, we had the snow on a practice day. We had, uh, we had bad snow during practice in Tulsa. Um, last year in Tulsa, the same weekend, it was, a, the, it was all frozen over. Uh, so this is just part of doing out, you know, outdoor events. So we are keeping an eye on things. Um, we, we are moving forward. Things are, are going along as planned. There's no plans to change anything. Uh, the interesting thing is that we're hearing that these guys are finding some patterns. Uh, they're finding some fish, and we're seeing some pictures already online uh, through Bassmaster.com. That, you know, the competition, this may, in, in some ways, this may turn things on a little bit. And uh, these guys are the best of the best, of, as you know, and we're not really worried about the, uh, the fishing side of it. Uh, we're we're going to take care of the things on land at the expo, the, the weigh-in, and we know these pros are going to take care of things in the water. That's well, right. You know, the, the pros know what they're doing. They're going to get some nice weights. It's just the people that are going to be attending the expo, if they're going to be able to get on their flights or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know even with the uh, your guest from uh, uh, the people that live in the area, the excitement, the energy, it isn't going to make any difference what the temperature is like. I think that enthusiasm, the electricity that Wendy and I were talking about earlier, it's it's all going to be there. It's it's the World Series of fishing. It is, and you know what? There, there's this there's a fine line when it comes to events. You know, we don't want it to be too nice out because you know if there was a real big warm spell in the in the mid 60s or something like that, that may keep people from saying, you know, they want to get some fresh air and go outside. And we're thinking this cold weather is going to be in the you know high 30s, mid 40s during the day, um, and that could that could be the the right temperature to say you know what it's uh it's chilly. We're going to go outside, but I'm I'm going to go to the expo and go to the weigh-in. So you know there's definitely some positives on this as well. If it got really too warm, it was you know what we're going to go to the park or we're going to go you know somewhere else. But uh, you know we know that the the drive market for our fans is really strong here in the Carolinas. We're going to we're going to reach into Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, you know, you, you name the touching states, and it's going to be uh, fans that come here. But I'll tell you, we, we do surveys, and we have fans from just about every state that come to the Bass Mesh Classic. Last year we had 90,000 people in Birmingham. We had 106 in Tulsa. We set the record with 137,000 fans in Shreveport in 2009. Yeah. So we know the fans are going to show up regardless. And, you know, we, you know this is our first day here in town as we plan on what we call Classic Week, and we are we are just so excited to be here, so grateful for everything that Greenville, and, and we still keep that in Greenville, and Anderson, South Carolina. You know, the lake is out at Anderson, um, and, you know, that's a, just a fantastic community, and the whole region here really does a great job of hosting it, so we're, we're really excited to be here. This is an international event. I mean, I've been to the Bassmaster Classics ever since it was in Chicago, and you've got Japan, oh, wow. you've got... Australia, you've got New Zealand, you've got all these people from all South over Africa. the world. Yes, and, and what's amazing thing about it is that now not only are those you know the the anglers are from all over the world, but now the media are coming. And, and one of my favorite moments ever was in 2013 when 
Yusuke uh, uh, Miyazaki was up on stage, and he was mentioning that, you know, we've got some, the, the folks from, from the Japan TV, and it's the equivalent of the Japanese CNN that's here, and, the, you know, there's some light applause from the crowd. And then he starts kind of rambling in Japanese, and nobody in the crowd had any idea what he was saying. But he was so excited, and he knew that it was going to be on air in Japan, and that he was on the, on the stage speaking in Japanese and, you know, saying how proud he was to be there and just getting just excited as he was speaking. And as he was doing that, the crowd was starting to just roar because they knew how, how important it was for him. And even though no one knew what he was saying, it was one of the coolest things ever because people understood the international importance of this. And, you know, we've got, we've got anglers all over the, all over the world, uh, you know, uh, 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 Marizo is fishing, Marizo uh, Shimizu and Shin Fukai is, is fishing. So we've got some, some great international anglers that are on the Elite Series. And, you know, that's just part of what we have and what we have to offer. So uh, just when it comes to the classic, you know, there, there are no boundaries. And that's, that's what makes it a lot of fun. We, we bring a lot of people in. It's great to see. And, and fans who can't make it, you know, if you can't, can't fly in, can't drive in, Bassmaster.com is the home of all content for the fishing and the, the live weighing shows, the, the blogs. When we say tens of millions of views on, during Classic Week, it's, it's no hyperbole at all. We really do get millions and millions of views on, on our website, and it is all-inclusive of everything that is related to the Classic. And if uh, there's anything you want to know, it is all right there at bathmaster.com. Stan, I know uh, Michael is having a little trouble hearing you. You got a question or a comment that you want to direct to Mike? Well, not not really. I mean, the the Bassmaster Classic is the is the the ultimate event for bass fishing. I mean, it's been fun for us to go back there and do a live show. Wendy and I've been back and and done live shows from the uh, the events. It it would be fun except for the weather <laughs> to go back and do it. <laughs> Uh, again or this year but uh, no matter what it'll be it'll be great to watch and and it's such a a big event you get fishermen bass fishing guys all across the nation all tune in you got the internet now that you can do the live internet uh to watch things as they go until the end of the tournament and it it's just a fun event event and and i mean really the internet has trained all these guys nowadays there's no more secrets out there. Well, not, uh, not well. Even with what they have now, and they've partnered with GoPro. Yeah. The coverage that they're going to have with the GoPro and all the, yeah. you know, everything that's going on, it's going to be unbelievable for the people that are going to be watching the broadcasts. The content that, that that that's created has just expanded dramatically. Uh, GoPro is a fantastic partner. It's of course the Geico Bassmaster Classic presented by GoPro. Uh, but the point of view reference, when you can see what the anglers are saying, we put the cameras right on them. In fact, last year, Randy Howell was, was I believe, in 11th place. Maybe yeah. nine, I think it was either or nine pounds back, 11th place, or vice versa, but certainly out of the top five. And we didn't have a camera on him when he started catching fish on, and he on loved Sunday it. morning. And he loved it. Yeah. And so he started making, he made his move, turned to the bridge, and started catching fish. Then we got word that, you know, hey, Randy's starting to hammer him here. We've got to get over there. Then we sent one of our camera guys over there. But we had our, our, our initial content based on the GoPros that were on Randy's boat. So just, it just brings it right to the audience so much more. And, and you know, just like it is in, in, um, in all of the things that GoPro does, 
it's just amazing quality. And I've got, in fact, I've, I've got mine here. Mine's charging right now for the week. I'll use it backstage, and I'll be, and, you know, check out the hashtag Bassmaster, doc, Bassmaster, so pardon me, Bassmaster Classic is the hashtag. And you can see that on Facebook, Instagram, and, and on Twitter. And not only are the, are the anglers tweeting and putting things out there, but our staff is. You can see a lot of behind-the-scenes behind the looks as to what's going on, you know, maybe some more of the lighter things, maybe some things that are not at stage, things that you normally don't see around the classic. So we're all getting to do that as well, and, uh, and those GoPros are fantastic for it. But the weather, again, as, as it was said, you know, the Weather Channel is going to be here. That's a little little tidbit that uh, nobody really knows about yet. But the Weather Channel is going to broadcast on Friday morning. Um, and uh, we've got another special coming. HBO uh, Real Sports is going to be here. Last year we had over 200 working media. We'll have the same again. And so it, it goes out worldwide. So that what, what this does for the community, what this does for the industry being at the beginning of the season, it kicks off the year, gets people excited, saying, you know what, now that they've gone to see the English Fish, they've seen it on the Internet, they've seen it on TV, it read it in Bassmaster Magazine and, and Bass Times. Now they want to go out and fish. So the, as we as we are the driving force of the of the bass industry, this is a great kickoff for the year, and uh, we're just so excited to, to to start it this way. I think the competition is going to be unbelievable. In fact, I just changed my fantasy fishing team again, even though I can't win any prizes. <laughs> because, uh, uh, and you know, and I do the site selection too. And I stopped a couple of years ago because I was actually in the 99th percentile. I was I was just hammering them. Because, you know, you get to know the guys that have been doing this for 10 years, and yeah. I, I could take them pretty good. So I should probably start a gambling thing on top of it. But, <laughs> call <laughs> um, me later. I, I, what's, what's <laughs> I said, call me later. <laughs> Absolutely. Wendy wants your number, Mike. She needs, uh, she needs the inside skinny. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, we just have a, a minute or so left. Uh, uh, for our, our listeners here in Southern California, again, go over how we can be a part of the Bassmaster Classic, even though we're, you know, 2,800 miles away from it. Well, I appreciate that, and, and thank you so much for having me on and, being, and letting me be a part of the show. All the content for, for fans uh, that is live and up-to-date is at Bassmaster.com, and it's right on our homepage. In fact, I'm on it right now. And at the at the header, it's the, the you can see the main and the uh, the attend, and you can see the photos and the blog and, and uh, the Facebook. If you look at the fan photos, they're all right there, and that is updated minute by minute. Uh, so everything you can see is on Bassmaster.com, and uh, the TV schedule is on there as well. You can see when it's going to be on ESPN two uh, on Saturday, the the seventh of, of March, uh, where it starts. So uh, you can you can see all that, but go to Bassmaster.com and, and enjoy that great content that, that our team puts together for, for you. All right. Michael Malone, Director of uh, Events, and uh, also, uh, uh, you know, just it sounds like, Michael, you're just the all-around guy that does whatever has to be done in order to get this accomplished. we got, we got a great team of people that, that put it on, uh, and uh, I, I work with the best in the business, and uh, we're, we're so glad and so proud to be a, a part of it. And uh, just a whole lot of fun. We hope everybody comes up to see or watches on the Internet. All right, see, Michael. What you got to do is when you finish the tournament out there, then you got to fly out here and do some inshore fishing out here in the Pacific. Absolutely, and if you, and if you want, we'll talk in a couple of weeks when we come out for the Sacramento event and Lake Havasu uh, for the Elite Series. So let's, let's talk again in about a month and a half. We'll talk about all the fun stuff going on for those tournaments. You got you, you got a date, Mike, and uh, maybe you even go out and try.
try some of the bass out here with uh, Stan Vandenberg. Uh, that'll <laughs> be a great trip. All right. Wonderful. Hey, hey, thanks for being with us. Hey, Stan Thank and Wendy, so that's it for tonight. Man, we got to put a fork in it. The time goes by in a hurry, doesn't it? It it's sure a, does. It's a good thing we got on. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't know if we were, but that's live radio. What can I tell you? It is live radio. To our listening audience, we want to thank you so much for your patience tonight. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, On behalf of Wendy and Stan and Jr., who's our studio guy, and i got to tell you, in the first 15 minutes of the show, (laughs) he was pulling every button and every knob that we could get. You know, a few minutes before the show started, we uh, realized we weren't streaming, so they're on there trying to play around with that. On behalf of all those guys, Ben, our local um, uh, uh, producer, and always, 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 in memory of Big Tuna Bill, you all take care, keep safe, look for us next Sunday night at 5.05 on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. So on behalf of all the crew... Stay safe. Have a great weekend. We look forward to seeing you on the water. We're out for now.